Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in-depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Hey everybody, Erica here with another interview for you. My feature guest today is Christina Horner. And Christina is 26 years old and resides in Seattle, Washington. Christina started her channel way back in March of 2007 and she has 130,000 subscribers and 16.5 million video views. In addition to her main channel, she has multiple other channels in which she talks about makeup, gaming, and Harry Potter. In this interview, Christina talks about the evolution and change of YouTube from when she first started back in 2007. She also talks about the best social media trick that she has for funneling traffic to your YouTube channel. So there's a lot of tips and tricks in this episode and be sure to subscribe so that you can get updated on all the interviews. Enjoy the interview. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Well, hello, everybody. Erica here with another interview for you. I am super excited to introduce Christina Horner. Hi. So, Christina, I gave our listeners and viewers a little bit of an overview in the intro, but why don't we get started with you letting us know what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? Well, I have actually been on YouTube for, I think I'm coming up on eight years. Wow. Um, so, I've been on YouTube since before YouTube even really knew what it was. <laughs> I've been on YouTube when uh, since uh, people just used webcams and just talked to the camera, you know, there wasn't any AdSense program, there wasn't any partner program, uh, there weren't MCNs, you couldn't make money doing it. Um, so I really joined YouTube just because I was in college and I was bored and people were making videos talking about uh, Harry Potter was actually why I first uh, got involved with YouTube. So I, I did other stuff online in the Harry Potter uh, fandom um, and I saw that people were just making videos talking about the books and stuff and I thought it looked awesome because I didn't have as many people at home to talk about the books uh, as I would have liked um, so I just started doing that and then uh, from there I started watching other people's videos and I started seeing that people were just talking about their lives and talking about other things and honestly I just sort of never stopped making videos I just kept making videos and I was there for every step of YouTube's journey um, and I'm still here today doing it and it's it's been it's been an interesting ride to see how it has changed and evolved over the years. Wow. So you said that you were doing YouTube for nine years, you said? Uh, coming up on eight. I'm at like oh, seven years. and a half right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when you first started, you were you weren't really doing YouTube videos, you were doing something else affiliated kind of with Harry Potter. 
Or? Yeah, I was um I was in a band actually mm-hmm. that wrote music about Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um and I like wrote fan fiction and I was just like a, a nerdy teenager doing all that Harry Potter stuff online. Um so yeah, then I just I started making videos about Harry Potter uh just sort of to go along with all the other stuff that I was doing and the people who were uh listening to my Harry Potter music kind of came over to watch my videos. Um but it wasn't until I started making videos about other topics on top of that that I started, you know, my channel really started growing. Yeah. And are you doing YouTube now full time? Yeah, I mean, that's it's a tricky question because mm-hmm. YouTube specifically doesn't pay my bills. Yeah. Um, but I do I I don't have like another job. I do make videos um like twice a week always. Um and then everything that I'm doing sort of career wise right now is online content creation stuff and opportunities that have uh I've gotten from YouTube and all of that. So t- Technically, yes, um, mm-hmm. but the the YouTube videos themselves don't aren't aren't what pay my bills. You know, it's sponsored posts, it's making videos for other companies, and all sorts of stuff like that. Got it. And so, what kinds of things do you focus on with your channel? You know, that's a Again, something that's sort of evolved and changed mm-hmm. over the years. You know, I went through a phase of doing music again, and I've always made videos just talking about like my life and stuff going on in uh, geek culture. But really recently, I've uh, started making videos about books and then more about like clothes and fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those two things have really sort of given my channel. Uh, a type of direction that my channel's never really had before. It was always just sort of like geek lifestyle, just sort of like umbrella over my channel. Mm-hmm. But I've done a lot more with clothing and books recently, which has been fun and different. What made you venture out into doing books and fashion? They're both just things. It was one of those aha moments, sort of. I just, you know, I was sort of feeling like my channel needed some, like, new life breathed into it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that clothes and books are already my favorite topics are the things I spend the most of my money on. Um, and I could talk about them all day. And so one day I just realized, why am I not talking about these things mm-hmm. on my channel? They were just sort of like personal hobbies for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But I, I realized that there's a lot of people out there, especially the people who are already watching my videos, that would probably be really interested in what I had to say on these topics. And so it just it was one of those things that was so obvious that I didn't even think of it until mm-hmm. really recently. How long have you been kind of steering your channel in that direction? Uh, I really started this year. So early okay. this year uh, was when I sort of started making the switch. And now I would say probably 75% of the videos on my channel are uh, related to one of those two topics. So that's interesting. So you have been building up your channel, your subscriber base, based off of initially kind of the Harry Potter, kind of geek culture kind of world. And now you're venturing into something new. Are you finding that all of your subscribers are following along with you in this journey? Or are they saying, hey, Christina, we like what you were doing before. That's why we subscribed. Are you getting new different subscribers? How is how is your subscribers kind of evolving with you? I would Honestly, I would say sort of all of the above. I mm-hmm. think that there's, I mean, there's definitely people who miss the days when I uh, did music on my channel, but music is just something that isn't really a huge part of my life in that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the people who watch my videos have always known that I I have that sort of variety channel feel, and so they kind of like seeing what new stuff I get into. And a lot of people uh, love when I recommend things. I do these mm-hmm. you know monthly favorites videos. People always love them. Um, so people have really uh, responded well to it. And I think at the end of the day, most of the people on my channel are 
inherently sort of like identify with being geeky or nerdy. And mm-hmm. so they love, especially like the book aspect of it. But I think, uh, you know, I struggled right away with talking about clothes and talking about makeup and talking about beauty on my channel because it's sort of, I don't know, it's sort of like the stigma around being a nerd and also caring about these things that have sort of typically been seen as like shallow, which I don't feel at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, it took me a while to really come into realizing that it's just another type of art. It's just another type of expression. And that just because you're geeky and nerdy doesn't mean you can't also think that makeup's super fun. And there's been all these fun, like geek makeup companies coming out mm. um, that have really, really helped uh, bridge that gap. And so I sort of looked at it as an opportunity to help other people also be able to come to those realizations, you know, mm. that it's not shallow to care about clothes, you know, and that it's, it's not, it doesn't make you like less of a, a geek or less of like a smart girl to want to look nice too, you know, to like care about winged eyeliner, you know? <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was something that I, that took me a while to really like feel mm-hmm. confident in. And so I love that I've been, you know, even in small ways, helping other people um, realize that it's okay to be girly and pretty and all that stuff too. So were you kind of, it sounds like you're maybe a little bit nervous at the beginning, like you had this interest in fashion and, you know, still, you know, embracing your geek culture, but still wanting to be cute and a girl and all that. And you were maybe a little hesitant to bring that side of you to your channel because you had always kind of resonated as the geek culture type of a thing. Well, I was even, I was even nervous to, to really work on it because I, I didn't really know anything about makeup I knew nothing I didn't even know that primer was a thing until like two years ago um but it it felt like something that like I don't know a lot of my viewers always really liked that I I didn't wear makeup much Mm -hmm. and all that stuff that it was so much more real and all of that but I didn't so it kind of made me nervous that people were gonna think that I was trying to be a beauty guru or like trying to be out or something exactly and Mm -hmm. I I think like I took it in slow baby steps but I think realizing that I felt confident in my interest in makeup helped other people realize that it wasn't something that meant I was trying to change who I was. You know, it was just this thing that I really was getting interested in. And especially because I, a lot of times will do fun makeup looks for like a cosplay that I'm doing at a convention and people will realize like, Oh, because she understands makeup, she can wear these awesome nerdy costumes. Maybe it's not so shallow after all. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a fear that people were going to think that I was, shallow Mm -hmm. and and also like helping people see I don't know I just I'm all about like empowerment and feeling good doing anything that Mm -hmm. you're interested in so I think it's just been a good thing for me and for my channel so what everyone experiences at some point um and you've talked a little bit about it but you know we always discuss here on beauty in the vlog kind of a struggle that you encounter kind of on your path to you know youtube success in a way or as you know specifically a youtube guru what has been that struggle for you and what did you learn from it i think that was that was partially it you know it was um not wanting you know really liking that people people enjoyed the fact that i was really sort of natural and all of that and then struggling with my conflicting interest in makeup Um, you know, I wanted to start doing fun eye makeup for my vlogs and I didn't want all of the comments to just be like, Oh, what's on your face? Like, why are you wearing so much makeup? Like, who are you? We don't even know you anymore. And so it wasn't, I don't know. I was a little nervous, but I think like a lot of my friends, uh, here in Seattle, not necessarily my other like YouTube friends, but a lot of my like local friends also, also sort of 
started getting into makeup around the same time. So I had, I had a good support group of like girls who were also new to it. And you know, you don't want to like the first time you try to do like thick eyeliner look stupid, you know, and have people just be like, what? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it was just like that switch of not wanting people to think that I was like trying to be someone I wasn't and like knowing I wasn't that good at it yet. So what uh, happened when you did upload those videos? Did you get any of that backlash? Well, like I said, I kind of, I kind of did it in like dose, like stages. Um, mm -hmm. I did get a little bit, uh, you know, some people would be like, why are you wearing all this crazy makeup? But I think another thing that helped, and this was just like particularly lucky for me is around the time that I started getting into makeup, I was, um, playing the character Avery in my web series, Job Hunters, who is a pop star who wears crazy makeup. Mm. And so it was actually from having that makeup put on my face every day that I started getting interested in it. And so people saw me in this makeup as this other character. And then I think it actually started to be a little less weird when I would wear it in real life. Um, so there's a lot of like really good things happening all at once that sort of made it work. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think when you, just in general, when you start doing something differently on your channel, you're always going to have a little bit of backlash of people who want things to be the same. But people adjust and adapt really quickly. You know, mm -hmm. I think the couple of people who were like taken aback when I started wearing more makeup, I think like have just gotten used to it or accepted it or maybe they went away. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I get a lot of comments telling people that they love my makeup and that like they can tell that I've gotten better. And it's just really encouraging. So tell me a little bit about your web series. You have a web series in addition to your channel? Yeah, I do a lot of projects. Yeah. Um, so my web series is called Job Hunters. It's locally made here in Seattle. Uh, myself and three of my friends produce it, and uh, I'm also an actor in it. Um, it's it's a dystopian roommate comedy is the best way to, de to describe it. It's um, it's takes place in the future, about 150 years in the future, um, where population has gotten out of control and the way that the government, um, you know, decides to solve that is by making college graduates uh, go into this place called Maywin, which is a literal job hunt. So you actually go into an arena, nine to five, and you mm. kill each other for jobs. Which <laughs> like sounds Hunger really games. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Hunger Games meets like Big Brother, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the rest of the time, so nine to five, you're hunting each other for jobs. But the rest of the time, you live in this safe house where you can't at each other and so the show mostly takes place in the safe house mm -hmm. and so it's like a roommate comedy about people who are pitted against each other the rest of the time got it so okay so you're maybe break it down for me so you're you know technically a youtuber that's what you do essentially full-time so you've got your youtube channel um what what do, is it christina does christina horner it's uh so you can get there by going to youtube.com slash christina mm -hmm. i got mm -hmm. like the cool shortened url wow. uh but Initially, when I made my YouTube channel, it's I Talk to Snakes, yeah. which is a Harry Potter reference because I didn't know that this was going to turn into something as big as it has. I thought it was just a dumb little Harry Potter thing I was doing. <laughs> got it. So you've got your Christina Horner, I Talk to Snakes kind of daily, not daily, but like your, your vlogging kind of, um, like you said, like your videos that you put up. And then you've got your web series. Mm -hmm. and, then is that, and then is that it or do you do anything else? Uh, so my friends and I here in Seattle have a makeup channel. We actually haven't made any videos for it in a while. Mm. Um, but for about a year, we were making regular videos. It was called uh, One Up Makeup. Mm. And it's uh, all makeup looks based on 
um, like geeky pop culture. So we'll do like a Sailor Moon look or we'll do My Little Pony looks or, or we'll do, uh, you know, like X-Men looks. Everything sort of related to stuff like that. Um, and that's more of a collaborative effort between a bunch of friends. Mm. Uh, but I also have a gaming channel. Um, myself, my boyfriend, and my roommate all play um, multiplayer games together on a gaming channel, which is so much fun. So you've got essentially four different channels that you're working on or tapped into. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is your, like, what do you see as your goal overall, like as a career? Cause obviously this is your career. And so I'm assuming you, you, you do this, you take it seriously. What, what is your goal, your goal in general? You know, that's a really good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, right now, you know, I, my goal isn't to become like a famous YouTuber. I don't know. I, Obviously, like more reviews on my videos would be nice, but I'm not aiming to be, you know, the next Jenna Marbles or something. I don't even think that's what I would want. Um, right now, I'm really happy being freelance and doing the stuff that I'm doing and having the time to hone my skills and everything. But I think ultimately, uh, I've gotten a lot of opportunities to do really cool stuff for charity um, with my YouTube channel. Hmm. And I think, you know, when I'm ready to make like the leap into more of a, like a, job job I think I would love to work for a nonprofit or something that helps kids mm -hmm. which isn't really related to what I'm doing at all but if you look at the things that I have done I've done a lot of stuff uh, with Harry Potter they do a lot of stuff to help like literacy um, and then I also do this yearly writing challenge called NaNoWriMo that has this amazing charity aspect where they bring writing into classrooms like creative writing into classrooms and so I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff like that I've also worked with Save the Children through YouTube um, and I've really enjoyed it so I think ultimately that's actually sort of more the path I would like to go but I would still like to keep doing YouTube stuff as a hobby forever because mm -hmm. I just love it and so how long have you been doing it as kind of your job per se uh, I quit my actual day job in 2010 um, so I have, I guess it's been four years. Wow. Yeah. It's been four years that I've just been, um, you know, I've done stuff. I had a series with my damn channel for a while. Um, with and my then channel? my damn channel. Okay. I had a series with them called Answerly. And so that was sort of like a larger project that I was mm -hmm. doing. And I used to have my bands. Um, and so I've had a bunch of different things, uh, over the years that's just sort of evolved, um, and, you know, as long as I'm doing enough to pay my bills, it's yeah. been good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just been fun. I don't know. Sometimes I worry that I'm 26 years old and don't actually have, like, a career-type job. But I think that I've done so many amazing things mm -hmm. that I wouldn't change it. And I think that I have a skill set large enough that, you know, if I were to go higher places, I probably would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of work to be able to have a YouTube channel and manage it and continue to make it grow. There's a lot yeah. more yeah. than just making a video. Especially even just like keeping up with the changes that mm -hmm. YouTube makes to their algorithms and learning all the different best practices and figuring out what kind of thumbnails are going to work. Those are all things that like you can't learn in school, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so what was that at some point – you know, all the YouTubers, they, they experienced some kind of almost like a like a tipping point where maybe it was a video, maybe it was a personal decision or something that happened that kind of brought their channel into another level, almost into the sphere of being like a YouTuber. What mm -hmm. was that for you? 
I think for me, it was a collaboration that I did with a bunch of friends back in 2008 mm-hmm. is when it started. And it's, I know that sounds crazy because that was like right when I started basically. But we started this collaboration called Five Awesome Girls. And it was this thing that we like the five person, like everyone posts on a different day type of club channel did not exist yet. We sort of invented that mm-hmm. concept. Um, and it was just this way that me and these four friends who kind of lived all over the place could make videos together, get to know each other better, do this cool thing together. And we never in a million years thought it would take off the way that it did. Um, We had, I think, like 20,000 subscribers back in 2008, which was a lot more Mm -hmm. than it is now. Um, And it just, we got this super amazing, loyal, dedicated fan base. And I think that like people still tell me that like, Five Awesome Girls was their favorite thing ever. Even though I, I feel personally like I've gone on to do bigger and better things than Five Awesome Girls, it was just this special thing where a lot of people came home from school and knew that Five Awesome Girls would be waiting for them. And I think a lot of people felt like we were their friends in a way. And so I think that that was sort of the thing that like Five Awesome Girls was just sort of like on a plane of its own. Um, and so I think that was sort of it for me. And like, mm. That went on to, you know, when we stopped doing Five Awesome Girls a couple of years later, people then, you know, kept watching our videos because of that special bond that they felt with us because of that channel. So Five Awesome Girls was a, you had a video every single day with five girls. So one girl did one one day, one girl did another. Yeah, so I was Monday. And so I posted every Monday for three years. Oh, it was uh, three years. Wow. Well, so we had two years where we did it every single day. And then the year in the middle, we kind of like didn't have to post every week, but we technically did it for three years. And so we did, we like gave each other challenges and we'd have to like roll a die to like see who'd have to do the challenges. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. What made you guys decide to kind of put that to a close? I think a lot of us just sort of felt like we'd reached a new part, like a new chapter of our lives. Cause some of the girls were still in high school when we started doing it. I had like basically, so they had graduated high school. A couple of us were done with college. And I think we just, we sort of outgrew the channel in a way. I think people still are like, don't forgive us for stopping, <laughs> but it just, you know, we all were ready. Like we'd done this thing together. It had done such amazing things for us. Like we're going to be friends for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were all just ready to focus the energy that we'd been focusing on Five Awesome Girls onto our own projects. Mm. And Did- so it was a happy change for us, but yeah. sad for our viewers. And have you always had your own channel throughout the beginning? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So that's the one thing that's been consistent with you since day one is your own, uh, your Christina Horner, I eat, was it, I eat snakes? I talk to snakes. I talk to snakes. I talk to snakes. <laughs> so that's been consistent since day one. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. You know, regardless of bands I've been in or collaborations I've been a part of or mm-hmm. blogs I've had or any other external projects, I feel like people who like me know that they can always go to my channel and it will always be me talking about things in the general like geek sphere and like that's not going to change so what can you kind of share with us and you know I get a lot of people listening that are new to YouTube and maybe they are kind of doing what they can and they're you know they're like I am being myself and it's just not happening for me like what what kind of tips maybe would you give someone like that are there just little tips they should do with the channel with, I don't know, what would you say that that person? Well, I think, you know, it's hard. It's hard when people ask me for my advice because when I started on YouTube, it's a very different place. And so I have 
absolutely no idea how to start as a new channel on mm. YouTube today. But I think one thing that has stayed the same is that, you know, for me, it was doing this collaboration with these other girls. And we were all sort of at similar points in our YouTube-ness. Mm -hmm. You know, we all had small channels, but we did this thing together. Um, so I think finding other people, making friends uh, that are also new or or have smaller channels and collaborating and talking about each other and telling your viewers to go check out their channel and having them do the same that those kinds of collaborations like you can create your own little community with, with these people mm -hmm. so that's people that are talking about the same things as you or just people who have a similar subscriber number um finding those people is so useful i think um because you know at the very least if you find five friends that's at least five friends are going to watch your videos you know, <laughs> and if any one of you does well, you know, then you can all help each other. And so I think that's it just it just makes it more fun, you know, mm -hmm. having people who are at the same place as you. How did you find those girls that you ended up working with? I actually knew them from Harry Potter stuff. They were basically uh, the four other girls were other YouTubers that were talking about Harry Potter. Um, one of them was also in a, in a Harry Potter band that I'd known. Um, and the other ones were just on YouTube also talking about Harry Potter. So we just sort of picked five girls that felt compatible mm -hmm. and all sort of had that start in Harry Potter. Got it. What is the one thing that is really exciting you about your channel today? Um, I recently found out about BookTube, which is sort of the, the book YouTubers community. Mm -hmm. um, I only recently found out about it just sort of like earlier this summer. It's called BookTube? Um, BookTube. Like BookTube. YouTube, okay. BookTube. Um, is it a so, channel on YouTube? No, it's it's what this community calls themselves. Okay. So it's basically like the book portion of YouTube. Got it. Um, and so I recently uh, participated in a readathon, and that was sort of, and it was like this readathon readathon that all of these different YouTubers were doing. Um, and it was sort of my way of announcing that I was like ready to be part of BookTube, mm -hmm. uh, and people were really excited about it. Um, and my, my viewers responded really well to it. And so just sort of being part of this new community, even though nothing's really changed about my channel, being part of this new community has just brought this new excitement. And so now I get tagged in book tag videos and it's just like a whole new group of people that I get to meet and interact with on YouTube. And so I think that's been really, really fun for me. That's been just like a way to make YouTube feel like, I don't know, like I'm discovering all this new stuff again, mm -hmm. which is really cool. That is cool. All right. So now we're kind of nearing the end of the interview portion. And this is kind of my favorite part. I call it the beauty bonus round. I know you're not a beauty YouTuber, but it's still the questions still apply to you. Uh, but the first question is, what are your three holy grail items? They don't actually have to be makeup. It could be anything. Well, I could easily do makeup because I have a couple of those. Okay. Um, so I guess, yeah, to bring this back around to be relevant for the people that are into beauty stuff, um, my three Holy Grail products are, one, uh, these are all sort of ones that we all talk about on uh, One Up Makeup all the time. It's sort of like our channel's favorite stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the Jumbo, the NYX Jumbo Pencil in Milk yes. is my favorite uh, because you can use it as a base, you can use it as a primer. It just makes everything so much brighter. I love it. Um, I also love Coastal Scents, their 88 palette, because it has every color you could ever need or want. It doesn't have very good oranges, I've found, but everything else is amazing. Uh, like, if I'm going to be cosplaying, I, I just bring that 88 palette because it has everything I need. Um, 
what is the last thing? And it's like cheap too. Oh, it's super cheap. It was like, I think I bought it on sale, but it was like 12 bucks. Yeah. 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 Um, and then let me, let me think. Uh, dang, I've gotten so many things lately that I love. I guess I'll say uh, I like the Urban Decay Brow Box. I only recently found out that doing your eyebrows is even like a thing that people do. <laughs> and I always had really unruly eyebrows and I hated it. And then one day I was like, no, having big eyebrows is amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I use the Urban Decay Brow Box and then I use actually the e.l.f. just like brow gel. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use amazing. I, yeah, for a dollar. Uh, for a dollar. I know. I love it. Uh, so uh, that's those are just the three off the top of my head. But there's probably a million other that I could talk about. But those yeah. are my three. You said something earlier that I actually want to ask you about. You you mentioned that there's some companies coming out with geek makeup. Yeah. Like what what is geek makeup? So makeup geek makeup is I mean, it's just makeup, yeah, but it's makeup. makeup companies that understand the geek demographic. And so there's a lot of companies that make eyeshadows and things that are like all of the colors are things from Firefly or things from Harry Potter or things from Sailor Moon or things from like Marvel. Um and uh, one of the companies that I've worked with a little bit in the past is Espionage Cosmetics. They, I don't know if you've heard of the nail wraps that mm -hmm. are really popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they make those nail wraps, and they're all just like amazing sort of geeky designs that you can put on your nails, and they have all of these great eyeshadows. Um, and so there's just a lot of companies out there, like there's tons of them mm. that have been making, and a lot of times because geeks usually care more about cruelty free and like all of that stuff and so usually they're all like vegan cruelty free they're not all but like a lot of them pride themselves on also being like that but um yeah it's just a way to make makeup like even more fun you know like they're just normal eyeshadow colors but you know they'll make like a really pretty green eyeshadow and call it like slytherin you mm -hmm. know yeah so it's like marketing basically yeah it's basically yeah. the marketing um yeah. But they're, usually the marketing is really great. Yeah. Um, and then it makes it more relevant for these makeup companies to be at conventions, mm, you know, like Comic to be at Comic-Con. And... Yeah, mm. exactly. So are you having these kind of companies reach out to you specifically? Sometimes. I mean, Espionage is based here. So they've actually reached out to my friends and I. Mm -hmm. One of my friends actually like works with them. Um, and so I've helped promote their nail wraps and stuff. Um, but I've had a couple other companies reach out to me as well uh, that are just cool and different and, yeah, always like really based in like the geek community. Yeah, I would think you would be like a perfect target for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I've talked about this stuff on my channel, it usually has really, really good response because mm -hmm. again, I think there's a lot of geeks that aren't really sure how they feel about their, their like love of makeup yeah. and like, don't want people to think that they're, I don't know, anything other than awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say embrace the love of makeup. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I've been on a couple of like makeup for geeks type panels. At oh, okay. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to see how many people like those, every time I've been on a panel like that, the room's been packed. So mm. clearly there is a large group of people who wants to be talking about this. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Next question. What is your best tip that our listeners and viewers can implement today that'll help them increase their subscriber base or video views? Um, one thing that I heard recently that was really cool is that, you know, we live in this world where you have to use Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest, like all, all of these different sites, and it can be extremely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's true. You kind of do have to have a presence on all of these. But what I 
heard recently and what's been really working for me is you don't have to be like amazing at all of them. You know, you don't have to like try to make every single one of those social media platforms like huge. Uh, what you need to do is pick the one or two that you're really good at or pick the one that you're the best at and like really work on that. You know, so you have your YouTube channel, you want to get more views, but say you really, really, really enjoy Pinterest, work on that one, you know, make your Pinterest like as popular as your YouTube channel. And then you're going to get more people going to your YouTube channel because of that. Or maybe you just like Instagram, you know, make sure that you're putting as much of your energy as you put into your YouTube channel, also into your Instagram, but don't burn yourself out by trying to, you know, do all of them to that like Mm. extreme level. Um, Yeah. So that's my next question. What is your favorite social media platform and how do you use it? Um, I have been really enjoying Instagram. I know there's a lot of things that people do like taking like screen caps from their videos and like teasing their videos on Instagram. And I haven't, haven't been great at doing that yet, but I do try to post like at least twice a day on Instagram, just about like fun things I'm doing, outfit of the days and stuff like that. Um, I really do enjoy Facebook. I've been really like trying to make my Facebook, like my personal Facebook, um, like fan page better and more interesting. Um, and so those are kind of the two that I work the hardest on, but I try to be really active on Twitter and I try to at least have a presence on Tumblr and I, I'm really bad at Pinterest, but I at least have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Instagram and Facebook are probably mine. Got it. Uh, who is your vlogger inspiration? Oh, that's hard. Uh, I don't know because some like the people who've been doing YouTube as long as me are all sort of like my friends and stuff. I mean, John and Hank Green of the Vlogbrothers have always been inspirations to me. They've There are two guys who not only have gotten just like wildly successful, but they haven't changed you know, they, they are just still unapologetically who they are. And I really appreciate that about them. They haven't, they haven't like sold out in any way, you know? Um, yeah, I also really love Lacey Green. I love her, just her like sex plus everything. I just usually agree with her on like everything she says. And I love how hard she works, uh, to like fight the good fight for Mm -hmm. women and for sex positivity and like all of that stuff. She's just amazing. Um, there's so many people, there's so many great people on YouTube, but I think the Vlogbrothers have sort of, uh, been consistently role models of mine cause they're just great. Got it. What do you wish you knew when you first started your channel? That's a really easy question. Uh, I wish that I had known how big it was going to get because I would not have picked, I talked to snakes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things like aside from picking a username mm-hmm. nothing nothing that you do is that permanent you know there's there's a, in, like embarrassing videos but i've taken them down and stuff you know i i think like you can you can like change and grow and adapt and so all that's fine but you can't change your username so make <laughs> sure you pick a good one it sounds like you have definitely changed and grown and adapt a lot throughout your career as a youtuber I mean, I honestly, I would say I've just grown up, you know, mm-hmm. I was 19 when yeah. I started my YouTube channel and I'm 26 now. And so I think people have just gotten to watch me go from like the bumbling last awkward stages of being a teenager into, you know, like being a, an adult. Okay. Um, and it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun sharing that, you know, I, I went from like being underage to like being able to drink and like trying to figure out like should I talk about drinking ever or my subscribers young? And I've just realized, you know, I'm 26 years old. It's fine to talk about that kind of stuff, but also, you know, try to be a good role model and let people know I am 26. If you're not over 21, maybe don't 
do that. <laughs> or, you know, just try to, like, yes. I try to, like, be, I try to talk about the things that I do, but, like, in a responsible way. And so that's. Do you find that a lot of your it. subscribers, are they, on the, are they younger? Like in... You know, it's funny because they definitely used to be much like 13 to 17, but I think a lot of them have like stayed with me. And so a lot of them are now in the like older age because they've grown up with me. Mm-hmm. I think I still get, I still make videos as if I'm talking to like 12 year olds, like at the youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't talk about things that I wouldn't want a 12 year old to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, my channel's pretty clean. Like mm-hmm. I try to not really, I don't like swear. Yeah often um and you know that kind of stuff but i i think a lot of my subscribers are more in the like college age range at least now i don't know i think it's a huge i think it's a big age range but yeah i always try to keep mindful that i'm talking to young women who are often the most in need of you know good role models and yeah and support and just like help figuring out what I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. girls just need more good role models, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's great. And finally, what piece of advice would you give someone else who's looking to start their own channel? Um, well, like I said before, finding other people in your like either topic um, range or subscriber range to collaborate with and talk about and support each other's channels is so important. Um, and then I think, yeah, finding, finding another, just sort of reiterating things we've already talked about, but finding other social media platforms that you can shine on, you know, if you get, if you get bigger on Instagram, those people are more likely to go watch your videos as well. And so you don't have to do it just on YouTube because YouTube can be a tough platform for mm-hmm. new people. It's not really designed to help new people. Mm-hmm. And so taking advantage of a platform that is a little bit more forgiving, um, can can really help and you can send your traffic to your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, Christina. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Okay. My uh, website is ChristinaHorner.com and that's Christina with a K. That has links to everything I do online. Um, but the other one that you might just want to walk away knowing is YouTube.com slash Christina, Christina with a K. Awesome. All right, Christina. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.